In today's episode of Crypto Over Coffee, the coolest and most caffeinated weekly crypto show on the internet, I'm sharing with you actionable steps that you can do every day to get ahead in a crypto bear market to set yourself up for success in a future bull market. Of course, we also have our usual 404 Logic Not Found segment and more crypto news on the show. So make sure you stick around for all the updates that we've got in store on the show today. Now, if you like crypto, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit the bell notification button, or you can follow the podcast on your platform of choice so you get a heads up whenever I post new episodes of the Crypto Over Coffee show every single weekend. And by the way, make sure to watch out for scammers on social media. They're all over the place impersonating me and other crypto YouTubers, especially in the YouTube comments. So please be safe out there and know I will never contact you. Now, bear markets, and yes, we are still in a bear market despite the little bounce that we had this week. More on that later in the episode. Bear markets like this one that we're in right now and that we're in the thick of right now can be very tough on everyone. I mean, prices are down at least 85% from all-time highs across the market, and it seems like excitement around the crypto space just grinds to a complete standstill during times like this. However, these times in the market are quite literally the best times to get ahead if you're looking to invest time, energy, and money into the crypto market for the long haul. If you look back to, say, 2018, the last big bear market, and many of you that watch this channel might have even been around back then, those who paid close attention to the trends back in 2018, they identified the builders who were quietly primed for success in building something special and built their own skills in the space were rewarded handsomely in the last two years, in 2020 and 2021. That said, here's what I personally do every single day to get ahead in the crypto market and position myself for the next bull market. When I first wake up, let's start my day. I consume my Medium Digest, which is an email containing stories related to topics I have curated in relation to crypto. This is an easy way to crowdsource effectively tons of information and ideas from tons of different sources and opinions to get that well-rounded update from projects, individuals, and companies. If you've never set up a Medium account before and read published content from there, I highly recommend that you do so. So let me go ahead and show you actually. I'm gonna pull up my computer, it's right next to me, and I will show you how to do this. So I created a new account focused solely on crypto so I can show you what it will look like starting from scratch on Medium. All right, so we're in the computer view right now. And this is this Medium account that I created just to show you kind of how you can use this to get tons of really cool alpha in the crypto space, to learn a bunch of new stuff, and to just read different opinions because you can get a nice well-rounded view of what's going on in the space. So first of all, you can follow different creators in this space. You can follow different writers. So a lot of people like to follow Arthur Hayes, um, formerly of BitMEX. Um, Arthur Hayes always writes some interesting stuff. Recent post here was kind of about uh, the, the current state of the markets. Always has really interesting philosophical thoughts. Highly recommend giving that a follow. You can also follow Hacker Noon. Hacker Noon is one of my favorite sources. They have tons of really great writers on their books. Uh, well, the theoretically books. They're really on Medium, as in on their payroll. Uh, and Hacker Noon publishes tons of really cool stuff. Tom Wilson, Token Economy, Thomas Brown. Uh, the Trezor blog is really interesting. I love reading their security blogs, especially. Uh, and then The Capital also has some interesting crypto and finance related content. So those are some of the folks that I follow. Uh, when I just created this account, I followed those folks first. 
but you can also follow topics, which I highly recommend you do. So say I'm interested in NFTs. I type NFT in the search bar and you'll see tags down here, right? You can click the NFT tag and then you're gonna be able to follow that tag and that's gonna show up in your topics bar at the very top and you're gonna see new stories from all sorts of stuff in the NFT space that have tagged as NFT. Now you're gonna to have to do a little bit of sorting. Not everything's gonna be uh, fantastic, but as you find writers that you really like, you follow them, you'll be able to see information from them as well in the future. What I would recommend is keeping this topic section very concise, limited to some of the, your favorite topics here. So you'll see I have cryptocurrency, blockchain, privacy, programming. I mean, you may not be interested in programming, I am. Uh, crypto, altcoins, Ethereum, DeFi. And then I would ask that you probably go and follow individual projects. So if you want to get project updates about projects you've invested in. It's a great way to keep up with the latest information, knowing when to maybe buy in more, maybe to sell a little bit, just to keep up with what they're doing. You can follow them as well, and you'll get updates in your email and in your feed around those things. Last thing I wanna show you here, and this is something I literally do every single day, is I get my Medium Digest, of course, that I mentioned in my email, that gives me a highlight of some of the cool stories from my favorite topics, but I also log into medium.com and click the cryptocurrency tag. Okay, it's the first thing I do. Here, I get a really overarching view of some of the top stories, trending stories, latest stories, and then best stories by rating in this area. Now, the best ones are usually old, right? You'll see here, these are from 2021. Um, but if you look for latest and trending, you're gonna get the latest information. You can scroll through here, find things that are interesting, just keep reading, and you'll be shocked at how much you learn and how many projects that you find just as you go along, right? You'll be able to start getting really good at this and finding the research, following the right things, and as you follow more people, you curate the content that you wanna see. So this is the basics on Medium. If you're researching crypto, do this in a bear market, it will pay dividends for you. During the bear market, crypto news slows down. Social media gets harder to read and the need for this type of long form content is the best way to find new projects, learn about the latest updates from your favorite projects and hear about new strategies and ideas. It is all about learning. Now stick with me. There's another really critical thing you can do during a bear market that very few people actually take the time to do. So I'm gonna show that to you as well. My Medium account is the way that I get up to date on the latest happenings. And I often find new crypto projects through that. Like the example I gave about Bumper, for example, way back when. Now, however, it's not the only thing I do every day to get ahead in a bear market. Everyone, including myself, no matter how long they've been in the space, needs to sharpen the sword, to stay at the top of their game, to get better, to learn new skills, to be better at researching. And I've always said to you that you should not be spending a penny investing in something that you don't understand. So if you're in the bear market here, wanting to set yourself up for success in the renewed bull market, whenever that may be, you must dedicate time to learning during the bear market, during this time of slowdown. There are many sources that I use personally to build my knowledge and skills, and this will differ whether you're technical or non-technical, but the pattern is really the same either way. I have two 30-minute time blocks on my calendar every single day dedicated to learning something new in a particular area of focus. So that might be crypto most of the time. For example, yesterday, I had set half hour after dinner to read a paper from the IOHK team behind Cardano about a more energy efficient proof of work consensus alternative 
called Proof of Useful Work, and I wanted to take some notes on that and get some inspiration from it. Yesterday morning, I tasked myself for half an hour of reading about the Juno network and the Cosmos ecosystem because it's one of my favorite areas in the space right now, Cosmos, and one of my favorite metaverse gaming projects, Passage 3D, has a marketplace built on Juno. So by the way, make sure you hang out until the end of the video to hear about another project I'm researching as we speak that I think is pretty interesting and you might be interested in that as well. Anyway, both of these activities help me build my knowledge and open doors to other knowledge. You know how I said Passage 3D opened the door for me to Juno? And my love of Cosmos is what opened the door to Passage 3D. It helps me become a better investor, a better content creator in this space, and I know the strategy will work for you as well. And this same strategy works for hands-on skills as well. If you commit one hour per day to programming in Solidity, for example, you will be shocked at how fast you, be, you can become an employable resource for a crypto company. The point being, whether you're just trying to become a better investor or you want to build skills to work in crypto, the bear market is the time to do it because everything slows down and your opportunity cost for taking time to research and learn is so much lower. For total beginners, I highly recommend sources like BlockGeeks and Gemini's Cryptopedia platform, which are both great places to build those fundamentals before branching out to white papers and more complex sources. The lesson here is really to spend time daily learning and researching something new in the space because you will see doors opening right in front of you and discover new things this way in a way that you probably don't even realize. You'll discover so many new projects just by going down the rabbit hole. Now, next, I want to share a couple of interesting crypto projects, and I want to talk to you about today's 404 Logic Not Found. But first, I want to give you one last resource for your own crypto and technology research brought to you by the sponsor of today's show, HubSpot. You may know HubSpot for its renowned customer relationship management platform or CRM platform, but HubSpot is also a resource that I use frequently for finding curated content for a variety of topics. Personally, I just recently signed up for this, I guess you could call it an ebook for how to stay current on emerging tech. It's a guide which provides a comprehensive list of podcasts, newsletters, blogs, and more content to keep you up to speed on all things emerging tech, including crypto. So I've left a link to that below if you want to sign up to get this awesome resource on HubSpot. Thanks again to HubSpot for sponsoring this episode. Next up, I wanted to cover some news from the Proof of Attendance Protocol folks, often referred to as Pope or POAP, depending on who you ask. If you're unfamiliar with the project, the focus of the, the Proof of Attendance Protocol project is minting events as NFTs to offer people ownership of their experiences as collectibles and attestable assets. For example, if I need to prove that I was at the Taylor Swift concert last night in order to buy some sweet merch online after the show, I can just sign a transaction from my wallet with that POAP NFT from the show and I'm good to go. I've proved that I was there. If you or your spouse is a Taylor Swift fan, please leave a comment because my wife is a huge Swifty, and I'm sure she'd love to see how many other people are as well. Anyway, I digress. The, the, the Pope Protocol, whatever you want to call it, just announced yesterday with a significant technology partnership, and that was with Flowcode. And Flowcode specializes in contactless, privacy-compliant QR technologies, like QR codes. After piloting the technology that they've collaborated on at a concert at Red Rocks Amphitheater and at a Gary Vaynerchuk speaking event, the teams were ready to lift the lid on the results. 
using the flow code QR code on ramp process and claims process, thousands of individuals at the events were able to claim their NFT at the event without having to have a wallet set up in the first place. They simply scan the QR code to enter the flow and then they're sent an email to claim the NFT. At the Red Rocks concert, every single NFT on offer was claimed and 90% of those people who claimed NFTs self-reported as new to crypto. This is significant. This is significant in the sense that it exposes a broad population of people to digital assets without extra hype, without promise of profit or complexity in the process. So I tip my hat, I'm not wearing a hat, but I tip my hat to both teams on this one because user experience is a very important topic and less often a focal point of different projects. In the bear market especially, getting new people involved in crypto in a lighthearted way is a great way to build sustainable in interest, I guess, in the industry without the crazy hype and get rich quick mindset. And I've got more coming up on that actually, so stick with me. Now, I've been researching this particular project for a while now called the, the SUI Network, and I'm ready to talk about it now because I think it's particularly interesting in the realm of layer one blockchains. SUI is the product of research and development that originated at Meta, formerly Facebook, undoubtedly tangential to the work that was done on some of the previous failed projects in Diem and Libra in the past. That said, the main founders behind SUI left Meta to pursue this public blockchain effort and have done a pretty impressive job at identifying some of the areas that need addressing for the mainstream adoption of Web3. Now, I hate that term now. It's like way overplayed and kind of been changed in what it actually means. So please suggest alternatives in the comments to Web3 if you have cool ideas. You may be inclined to disqualify this project altogether due to its origins at Meta. And for what it's worth, I don't trust Meta as far as I can throw them, but discounting SUI would be a mistake in my opinion. It has the makings of a blockchain that can make a splash in the next cycle of crypto euphoria. It's well-funded, it's well-staffed, it has a clear mission to bring on-chain assets and programmability to the masses with a quality user experience. There are like several little design choices that I was even just able to find in a few minutes looking at documentation, like making signing requests on the blockchain human readable. That's a lesson learned from others' mistakes. Clearly, people aren't very good in Ethereum, for example, at checking transactions before signing them and knowing what they do. So Sui says, let's make them easy to read and understand at the base layer without additional tools required. The developer docs, the testnet node operations process, and their vision for the project is very crisp and clear, which is an underrated thing to look for when it comes to layer one blockchains that people will need to build on to make successful. How easy is it to adopt and build on? That's gonna tell you how quickly it will actually be to be adopted and to be built on. Most of all, already seeing interest from wallets and utilities to build on this platform is a good sign, right? And it's not even out of testnet yet. One notable is the Ethos wallet that looks pretty, pretty nice in terms of user experience. This is one that I'm gonna be watching closely in the next several months and years to build things on top of, to participate in testnets for, and there will be an incentivized testnet for all kinds of users this year. So keep your eye out for that and let me know what you think if you take a look. Now, it is time for 404 Logic Not Found, the firecracker of a segment on the show where we bring attention to the illogical happenings in the crypto space. And if you want to help this show get some attention as well, please hit like, get subscribed, follow the podcast, share it with your friends, whatever you can do. It's super, super appreciated. Now, today's illogical soup du jour is the sad proof 
that we in crypto very rarely, if ever, learn our lesson. This past week, we've seen a resurgence in many cryptocurrencies led by a 50 plus percent run up in Ether's price and a nice bump in Bitcoin's price as well. Of course, we now have plenty of people running around on social media implying that the bear market is over and that this is the start of the new bull market. So let me get this straight. We get a bounce after months of sideways and downward pain, and now you have countless people acting like Paul Revere running down the streets, the bull run's coming, the bull run's coming. I mean, that is just a one-way ticket to getting really hurt in the markets, so please do not listen to that. First of all, the first sign of prices surging upward is not an indicator of a bull market. And second of all, the data itself can give us some more clues as to whether or not we are out of the woods of the bear. In the wake of this Bitcoin run-up, you can clearly see, using tools like Santiment, for example, that whales are selling. They were selling through the rise in price for Bitcoin, for example. That points to the idea that this is a fleeting rise in price that could be stymied by whales capturing that exit liquidity. On another hand, you have absolutely no sign of reversal on the macroeconomic trends that have brought crypto prices down in the first place. The Federal Reserve is signaling another aggressive interest rate hike in the next, uh, the next FOMC meeting. The equities markets are far from a full recovery, and the stability of economies around the world are far from certain. If that's not enough for you, though, just take a look at the market cap of crypto, rising just above $1 trillion again, and the amount of estimated stablecoin holdings. A credit to the person who tweeted this here. I'll show it on the screen. At this point in time, there's so much in terms of stablecoin liquidity on the sidelines. I'm not seeing a ton of deployment of capital from, from stablecoins, and I don't see the influx of institutional and retail money that would drive a quote-unquote bull market. In fact, the apparent reticence to buy back in is indicative of the fear, uncertainty, and doubt as to whether or not we've even seen the bottom for crypto prices yet on behalf of the biggest players in the space. The point here is not that we haven't seen the bottom, but that people are falling into a clear logical fallacy by thinking that this is a rare green week and that it's indicative of the end of the bear market because it's a green week. You cannot make that assumption with the data that we have right now, and that is a 404 logic not found. So please please be careful. Now, I want to thank you so much for watching this and every other episode of Crypto Over Coffee or listening if you're on the podcast platforms. If you have some time to stick around, check out this video here about Polygon's recent ZK EVM launch, which is a really significant thing that you need to know about. So more, most of all, I want to say, I hope you and your family have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And until next time, cheers.